Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. For those people who unfortunately have had to deal with a cancer diagnosis, either for themselves or for their loved ones or family members, the treatment doesn't just end when the cancer is treated. There are a lot of different aspects of recovery that involve physical therapy needs, occupational therapy needs, even just psychosocial needs that often are not necessarily something that we focus on when we talk about treatment for cancer. But when the cancer is being treated and gone, there are a lot of side effects that can still take place and some ways that people may need some support throughout this journey to getting themselves back to their previous health status as much as possible. So today I have in the studio Cherie, now I'm going to say this correctly, Cherie Teranishi Hashimoto. How did I do? Great. Okay, I did well. She's a physical therapist at Rehab Hospital of the Pacific for almost a decade already. And she did a unique study looking at creating a cancer therapy program for rehabilitation for those patients who were either in active treatment or shortly thereafter. And we're going to talk today a little bit about what that means and how that program might be applicable to someone you love or possibly even yourself. Thank you, Cherie, for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Kozak. We're probably going to go on a first-name basis because of my handwriting skills and pronunciation. But Sounds good to me. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration for this program, because this is the very first in Hawaii, first-ever cancer rehab program, currently the only one. But what was the inspiration for looking at this particular patient population and saying they may have some needs that are going under-recognized? The inspiration for our cancer rehabilitation program, also called Eye Care, came from being a physical therapist specializing in breast cancer, recovery, lymphedema, treating those patients through their treatment course with traditional physical therapy. But at the end of that, still realizing they are dealing with the side effects, maybe from surgery, chemotherapy, radiation that was manifesting itself even after they were done with treatment and now going to be done with physical therapy. You know, the side effects are there, but what now? Insurance covers so much, but they're still living their lives, and how are they going to be able to deal with that and improve their quality of life again to where they want it to be? So this helped allow you to recognize an unmet need, maybe sort of after all of the traditional therapies are over. I think, you know, for a lot of patients, we know in the medical community that after you've been diagnosed with cancer and you have treatment and you're considered in remission or in recovery, that a lot of the support that you might have from friends or family may not be as robust as it might have been earlier because now you're better. So you should feel better, be better, and everything should go back to normal. But in a lot of cases, it really doesn't. So it sounds like you recognized that this was a need for some of the patients that you were taking care of and Mm -hmm. wanted to figure out a way to meet that need. So what did you do about it? Correct what you're saying about the unmet needs. I've had patients that are told by their caregivers, their loved ones, you look fine. Why aren't you back to work yet? Or why aren't you back to making dinner? Because physically on the outside, they look like they should be able to do their daily needs. But inside, physically, they really weren't. You know, just because they're young or they're trying to get through work, make ends meet, it didn't mean that they were fully recovered. 
And I wanted to be able to help them figure out a way to get them back to doing what they wanted to do. And the research came into play just looking at the number of survivors we have, not only in Hawaii, but in the U.S. in general. Cancer rehabilitation really hasn't been on the forefront of the medical field except for the last maybe 10 years or so or less. And I just really wanted to help my patients be able to get back to doing what they wanted to do. So we thought about how can we help them? What is their community's need? And knowing that there was not anything yet in Hawaii specifically for the cancer population besides your traditional referral to a rehab services program, whether it be speech therapy, occupational therapy, or physical therapy, that's where rehab decided to design and build this program up again. Now, was this based on some research studies that you were able to do locally or that were being done nationwide? How did you come up with this structure of this program? So the University of Northern Colorado Cancer Rehabilitation Institute, they were the first university to really look at cancer rehabilitation and research. Uh, Dr. Carol Schneider um, was the one professor that founded this program. And looking at the needs in Hawaii, I did fortunately get to go up there and train with them, looking at all of their research and the program design that UNC CRI came out with, trying to mirror cardiac rehab program with the different phases of cancer treatments as our patients go through, to design a proper exercise program as they're going through treatments, as well as through recovery and well passed into their survivorship years. So looking at what we do know is the cardiac model of rehab, Mm -hmm. where people who have a major cardiac event, might need to participate in certain types of monitored physical therapy, exercise, nutrition, stress reduction, et cetera. Also, you know, there's pulmonary rehab, which is something I know Rehab in the Pacific took on and said there's some ways that people who are diagnosed with emphysema or other major lung illnesses might do better with doing some monitored exercise and getting into this rehabilitation program. It was really looking at cancer as another diagnosis, which mm-hmm. could be a window into providing some of these services for individuals. So you mentioned that the unmet need was really the side effects and also just the whole entire cancer treatment process. You know, sometimes people need some help to maintain their exercise while they're undergoing treatments. Mm-hmm. And the various types of cancer are so, so different. I mean, yes. anywhere in the body can develop a tumor that needs to be treated and be found to be cancerous. So it sounds like the different needs might be so individualized that it's often hard to sort of lump it all together. Correct. So when you did the study on different types of activities, exercise, physical therapy, et cetera, that can be done for people in this program, what were some of the things that got better? You mentioned Mm -hmm. doing a study that looked at and targeted what can be done for these patients. What were some of the improvements that you saw? So some of the big improvements that we saw from the side effects of cancer treatment included um, improving cardiovascular or heart function. You know, a lot of patients that go through chemotherapy, there are what we call cardiotoxicities where the heart might get damaged um, during their chemotherapy treatments, and exercise has been shown to combat that, as well as looking at flexibility. So being able to reach up into a cupboard again after maybe breast cancer surgery, where that shoulder range of motion is no longer there. Looking at um, just overall muscular strength. As we go through chemo, we don't exercise as much sometimes because we're not feeling well. 
Our muscles are getting weaker as we're trying to rest and recover. Uh, the muscle weakness that goes hand in hand with surgery and the recovery process, learning how to um, teach our patients and our survivors a good exercise program that's safe for them and effective either as they're going through treatment or as they're recovering because the body still needs to heal and we want to make sure that they're safe with their exercise program as well. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Cherie Teranishi Hashimoto, and she is here from the Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific talking about an eye care rehabilitation program that is targeting those individuals who have experienced cancer and ways in which we can meet some of their needs as they go through this journey of treatment and hopefully successfully into remission. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about the program specifics and what sort of benefits might be out there. And if somebody you love might need to consider this type of a program, how could they do so? We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Cherie Teranishi Hashimoto. She is here from the Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific, and you're listening to The Body Show. And right before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the things that were seen to improve in a study that was done, taking a look at the need for post cancer, and even during cancer rehabilitation treatments. Some things that seem to get better, cardiorespiratory endurance, lung strength, muscle strength, flexibility, a lot of things that sometimes don't get recognized as major areas that require either maintenance or improvement because everyone might be so focused on treating the cancer that these other areas don't seem to be as much of an emphasis, not not out of a lack of wanting to do it, but just maybe just not having the ability to do this. Now, the program that you've established, the eye care program, is through the Rehabilitation of the Pacific, the Rehabilitation Hospital, mm-hmm. and it's targeting patients who have cancer, had cancer, where are they in this treatment journey that they could potentially participate? For our program, participants can be going through any part of their journey, actually. So from initial surgery, right, during chemotherapy treatment, during radiation treatment, once they've completed treatment, even if it's been 30 years post-diagnosis and treatment. As long as they've had a cancer diagnosis and have had some type of treatment for it, we will accept them into our program. Now, this is a program that the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of folks is, how much does it cost? Because we know that insurance may cover for certain amounts of physical therapy to restore function as much as possible for someone who has cancer. So if you've had maybe, unfortunately, a head and neck cancer, you may need speech therapy, for example. Mm -hmm. If you've had breast cancer like you've dealt with, you might need more physical therapy and occupational therapy, depending on the ability of the person to use their arm and function subsequently. For a variety of different cancers, I can picture different individualized types of therapies. Mm -hmm. Is it based on what the needs are of the individual? And if so, how do you know what those needs are? So our program, the eye care program, it actually is free, and the individual needs are met by each participant completing a three-hour initial assessment with our team 
And from there, we look at their muscle strength, flexibility, body composition, all these different aspects of their physiological functioning, as well as some other psychosocial components that we get through questionnaires. From there, individual results will take us into a 12-week exercise prescription that's designed specifically for the individual. So everything is customized and tailored to each individual participant's needs. Does it have to be related to the primary cancer? No, it doesn't. Um, as long as there's some type of side effect, even if it's chemotherapy-related fatigue, uh, some patients experience what we call as peripheral neuropathy, where they have the numbness and tingling in their feet and hands that linger for years that you know affect any daily functioning. It does not have to be related to the primary cancer. It's any type of side effect that they even may be from their feeling. treatment. Correct. Okay. Yes. Have you had anybody that has been a huge success? I mean, first of all, I'm amazed this program is free of charge. And we'll talk some more about what are some of the team members that allow that to take place. But do you have anybody in mind? Has somebody gone through the program so far? And if so, do you recall what made it special that they were able to participate? Oh, my goodness. There's so many <laughs> success stories that I could talk about. But one person in particular... She was diagnosed with breast cancer and went through chemotherapy, surgery, radiation. She just thought her life was over because she was always very active, very go, 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 on the go all the time. She went through treatments, went through our program once, and then during that first round of eye care, her cancer came back. So uh, she decided she went through treatments again. And when she was done, she came back to eye care and said, my goal is to hike Machu Picchu. Wow. And okay. our staff was like, ooh, Way what? to shoot for the stars. Right. I mean, that's at a significant altitude in yes. Peru. Correct. And how are we going to do this? How are we going to get her there? So even working with our students and with our staff, she worked hard for those next 12 weeks in our clinic, um, very, very inspirational, doing her exercises with a backpack, trying to build up her strength for Machu Picchu, and she did it. Last, I hope you got last, photos. Oh, she showed us all of her photos. Last fall, she she completed it. I don't think I could, but she did. Is that amazing? Incredible. Yes, yes. Set a goal, achieved a goal, mm -hmm. and used this as a way to help increase her endurance Correct. and her physical abilities. Yes. Throughout that time. That, that is inspirational. Now, you mentioned students. So how do students participate in this? So someone comes for a three-hour initial evaluation. Mm -hmm. You target some of the needs that they may have. You identify certain areas to focus on from the physical therapy, occupational therapy, rehabilitation aspect. Mm -hmm. And then what happens after that? Who else gets involved? So we have a partnership with the University of Hawaii's Kinesiology and Rehabilitation Sciences Program. For part of their graduation requirements, they have to complete a student internship. And the partnership that we have developed is a student intern with our cancer rehabilitation program gets to take those results from the three-hour initial assessment, create and design an exercise program and progression for 12 weeks for their actual participant or patient. And they get to put into play what they learn in class into the hands-on clinical setting. So our students are working one-to-one -one with their own patient and client. 
So these are students who need yes. to learn to do this. And this is part of their graduation requirement. Correct. So they're working in conjunction with the Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific staff yes. to come up with a program. And then are the students the ones that are doing some of the physical therapy and other types of therapy aspects with the patient or just establishing the program and then the patient is doing it? How does that work? The students are actually designing the exercise program itself and are getting to implement it. With them. So a lot of these students are looking at um, healthcare careers within the medical profession, and this is their way to kind of get their foot in the door, really learn what it's like to work with patients, learning that rapport, and they get to carry out their plan and design under the watchful eye of Dr. Paulette Yamada, who is a professor, assistant professor at UH, as well as myself and our staff. So you get a chance to mentor to the students. Yes. The patients get a chance to get additional therapies that may not be available otherwise, and the students get to complete graduation requirements. It's like a win-win-win, and then you get these great success stories. Correct. Yes. I can't imagine anything that would be more inspirational than that <laughs> because it really does touch all of those needs that may be part of the entire program that you have to you have to really incorporate to become the rehabilitation location for cancer care. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about it. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Cherie Taranishi Hashimoto. I'm getting better at it. A physical therapist at Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the successes and some of the ways that this program might help someone that you love or even yourself if you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis and you're somewhere along that journey, hopefully to better health. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Cherie Taranishi Hashimoto, physical therapist at Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific, and she helped develop an eye care rehab program that is targeting those people who have had a diagnosis of cancer and somewhere through their journey have some additional needs that might be from the treatment related to the chemotherapy or radiation, might be from the cancer, might be from a variety of different areas, but really helping to Take a look at the need for these patients to not only deal with the medical conditions they have, but also to transition to recover, to improve their overall physical abilities and get back to the normalcy that they may identify in their lives as what they are seeking. So the program has been around for how long now? Probably about three to four years. And about how many people do you think have gone through it? Oh, currently at least a little over 100 since we've started, and we have probably about another 75 on our wait list, and at least 25 going through our program currently or more. So is this run once a year? Is it based on the individual assessment and 12 weeks from that? Does it happen all the time, or are there certain times for it? Our programs are based off of the UH semester calendars. So we do enroll a group in the fall of participants, as well as in the spring. So fall would be July, August is when we start our initial testing 
for the spring semester, December, January. And for the summer, we take a smaller group because students are scarce during the summer. So that's why it's designed and you have a waiting list yes. because there are some people who have expressed an interest, but they have to fit into that cohort so that you can have the internship coordinated with UH to have that all take place together. Correct. Yes. What would a 12-week session look like? A 12-week session, well, actually each individualized session, so it is three times a week for 90 minutes. So it sounds like quite a bit. But within each session, we hit the main groups, so cardiovascular exercise we target, as well as flexibility, balance, and strength training. So those four components are within each 90-minute session, and we do try to target at least 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. And from there, basically, what we're looking at is the individual needs. We'll spend more time on strength training versus flexibility. But as the 12 weeks go on, we do a progression of their program to hopefully increase all of the aspects we looked at at the initial evaluation and assessment. And when someone, quote, graduates, yes, what if they haven't yet achieved some of the goals that they had set out? Could they do it again? For our eye care program, we do offer a second round or a second session. However, it's tailored back to just twice a week instead of the three times a week. Um, with our same staff and students. But yes, they do have the opportunity to sign up again. And at that time, too, we do sometimes pair them up with another participant. And we've noticed that also helps with their progression. So some of the needs that we see might be physical. Some Mm -hmm. of the needs might be emotional. And I often find that, you know, I'm a practicing physician, but Patients often learn better from one another than they learn from us. And somebody who's kind of been there, done that, walked that walk and experienced it, often has some of those unique aspects of the treatment that might be common daily things somebody needs to know, that I might not have the ability to consider that aspect of daily living that might be affected. You know, so how does that show up in your program? Is there any way to partner people maybe who have had the diagnosis with someone who has just gotten diagnosed and kind of provide that extra emotional support? Is there a group support element? So actually, we do try to pair patients up with similar diagnoses or treatments. However, it just so happens to work out. It's random. Sometimes even with a different cancer diagnosis, they are participants just find that emotional or social support by being with someone that's just gone through cancer and the treatments, and they form that bond, and it's very, very impactful. Even if they're not paired up together, if their sessions are around the same time every week, they meet and they form that bond, like I said, and it continues. Even once the program is done, you know, we've had patients and participants that have finished three years ago, and they're still talking to each other, exercising together, working out together, even if it's not at our facility, but a lot of them do come back. Do you have like an alumni <laughs> time when everybody can get together and do a little potluck? And I was in this cohort. Guess what I learned? And They do ask for that, but they actually meet on their own um, at our facility and they just show up and they just love it there. And they form this family, family bond, and they support each other. Um, 
They give each other hope. They give our new patients the hope and guidance that they look for. So like you were saying, you know, do we pair people up? Not necessarily. We try to, but it just works out where word of mouth, hey, so-and-so had the type of cancer that you had. Maybe you should go talk to them. And this is coming from the patients. It's not coming from our staff, which I feel is very, very valuable and insightful. And if somebody does the 12 weeks and they enjoy the facilities, I know that Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific has a wonderful pool for aqua therapy. They have like no gravity treadmills. They have a variety of different aspects that can help people who have physical needs that need to do therapy in what may be considered an unconventional environment. Can they continue on with some aspect of their exercise program? Does the facility have another program that they could, even if they have to pay an -hmm. amount to join it, do they have another program where they can do that? Actually, yes. Because of the success of our eye care program, our participants didn't want to leave rehab. And we just are actually started what we call is a cancer R&R, a recovery and rejuvenation program, specifically designed for our cancer patients to pay out of pocket to continue their exercise program as they felt fit. And so they can still participate in some of those areas. Yes. Does now rehab has also had a program rehabilitate or rehab strong that also is something that's available to people who have been through the rehabilitation services and might want to have access to some of the facilities that are there. Is that also another avenue where people could consider having that transition go from this monitored eye care program Mm -hmm. to some other sort of involvement on their own? Yes. So the Rehab Strong program is our wellness-based cash pay programs. And that includes not only the cancer R&R program, but as well as the strength and balance class, some cardio circuit classes. So yes, there is an aspect that they can continue on their own with our staff. And it's more of a group setting, but it is still very beneficial to them. If somebody out there is a physical therapist or another healthcare professional, and maybe they're in a physical therapy practice, but they've identified some of these needs for their patient population, how can they learn more about the study that you did and some of the information that they could maybe even incorporate into their own practice or even become a part of yours? Actually, how healthcare professionals can get involved is Our partnership with the University of Northern Colorado Cancer Rehabilitation Institute has allowed us to be a sister site for their cancer rehabilitation level one cancer exercise specialist certification course. So we are hosting two courses at the rehab hospital, if anyone would be interested. One is coming up soon in July from the 19th through the 21st, and we're also hosting another course in January Um, 24th through the 26th in 2020. So with that course, if they were to attend, they'd be able to learn all about cancer basics, side effects from treatment, how to design a proper exercise program, and they'll also learn the actual testing that we do for our current eye care population. And they might be able to incorporate some of this into their treatment protocols as well. Definitely, because, you know, cancer survivors, there's so many out there. The numbers are growing all the time. We just need more healthcare professionals that are willing to work with this population and get them the best care that they deserve. So not only is Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific establishing their own program, offering it free to those people who have experienced cancer and or have side effects of their treatment or of their cancer, but you're also outreaching to the community because it's 
it's not like there there isn't a, a lack of of need. We don't, certainly have, unfortunately, Correct. more and more people diagnosed with cancer, and we need more folks to come to the table and learn more about this approach. Correct. Our biggest goal for rehab hospital and our eye care program is to educate the state and our healthcare providers to offer this to all of our survivors across the state because there is a need. And we need to get it out there. It's not something that we have to keep close at rehab. We want everyone in the community to have access to this program. And without everyone else in the community, it can't possibly be done. Is there a website people can go to? Yes, they can go to rehabhospital.org. And so if they go there, they'll find out more information, maybe about the upcoming uh, event that you're gonna that you're gonna sponsor, the conference, yes. and then also about how someone like myself could refer a patient to this eye care program if they had the need to do so. Correct. All right. Well, I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today and really for working hard on developing this program and getting it all off the ground. So thank you for being on today. Thank you, Dr. Kozak. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org and follow the links. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. See you next week right here on The Body Show.